0: Welcome to Matrescence Awakening with Kieran Lee. I'm your host, Kieran, and I'm on a mission to remove the negative woo woo image out of spirituality so mamas just like you can embrace the spiritual awakening that is Matrescence. I'm having so much fun bringing you conversations with my favourite spiritual powerhouses as we chat about spirituality, mindset, personal development, and Matrescence. Today's wonderful guest is Amelia Anderson. Amelia is an intuitive life and business coach and a soulful meditation guide who supports mamas to create aligned, abundant, and motherhood-friendly businesses. She is a mama of two joyful little boys, wife to a wonderful man, and lives in Perth, Australia. Amelia has spent the last decade immersed in the study of how we can tune into our innate inner wisdom to find clarity, abundance, and deep fulfillment. She's a qualified life She's a qualified coach, therapist, and meditation teacher, and has trained with business, spiritual, and personal development leaders from across the globe. Before becoming a mama, Amelia was a fully booked six-figure intuitive life and business coach for three years straight. After having her first son in 2019, she changed her business model to be more flexible and motherhood friendly, and working just one quarter of her previous hours, she continued to make 10K plus months. Amelia has worked with thousands of women, both in groups and one-to-one, to to empower them to connect with their intuition so they're able to let go of fear, self-doubt, and self-sabotage and expand into their true potential in life and business. It is her mission to support mothers to grow businesses that allow them to share their unique magic with the world in a joyful, easeful way while being present and peaceful mamas. So, Amelia, welcome. Wow, you have done some cool things. Thank Sorry, you so much for my, being here. The world's longest
1: bio. <laughs> I was like, poor Karen. I sent her a novel. Um, I'm sorry. Also
0: important though. (laughs) Oh God. Yes. Thank you for having me. It's so lovely to be here. I'm stoked that you are here. I can't wait to dive into this world that you have created for yourself. I would love to start by asking you, what does spirituality mean to you? So what does being a spiritual being and having a spiritual practice mean to you? I think it's that,
1: to me, it's that recognition of this connection that we have to something that is bigger than ourselves to the part of ourself that is like our soul our heart our truest essence without all the other stuff um it's a connection to that part of other people as well it's a connection to humanity and nature and just this this feeling of like purpose and being here for a reason and being part of a path and trusting in that path and knowing that Yeah, we're kind of safe and held when we're in that space, especially when we're able to connect to our truth as much as possible, that our life will unfold as it's meant to.
0: So knowing that it's kind of really about that connection for you to a whole bunch of different things, have you always grown up or had that feeling that there is something bigger out there that you want to feel connected to, that you want to be guided by? Or is this something that you've kind of learned as you've grown up and become an adult?
1: I think um, when you were talking, it made me think about like my diary from when I was 11 and I had the pictures I made like, like a little vision board of the things that I wanted to manifest. So there was like a, a little part of me probably then that was like, I'm going to, you know, call in the energy and it's like, you know, a chapstick and like um, a picture, like I really wanted my first kiss. <laughs> so it's, it's like the world's most embarrassing vision board. Um <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I had that like that part of me then but the part that really sparks is when I realised like, mm. yeah, there's there's kind of this like conscious me and there's all this consciousness in me that is watching my thoughts and that is like there's a part of me that's awareness and that's watching is when I was 17 and my mum took me to a yoga class and they were sort of talking about observing the mind and my little mind was just blown. I was like, oh, my God, like these thoughts aren't me. I can actually sit back and watch them. And I think from there I just wanted to know more and more about spirituality and I started reading Um books and listening to there was well, probably wasn't even podcasts around then back in you know
0: back in, <laughs> back in the day <laughs> back
1: in the day um but yeah i was just i was really drawn to like buddhist teachings to begin with and a lot of mindfulness stuff and then um grew to different yeah i mean i did a lot of yoga and just different kind of spiritual teachings and throughout that and continuously i am developing what that spirituality means to
0: me And thanks for the realness with the tween vision board because I'm sure we all have (laughs) diaries we would be able to cringe over if they were coming to the surface.
1: It's very funny. Me and my husband and my mum was clearing it out and she gave it to me the other day and we had a good cackle.
0: <laughs> Maybe you should share that image for us uh, in promo of the app. <laughs> no, <laughs> I would die. <laughs> so was your mum, you know, being the one that took you to that yoga class, was she spiritually minded or was she more like, okay, let's just go do a bit of yoga, a bit of stretching good for the body, or did she kind of really guide you in your thinking as you started uncovering, you know, thinking about these Buddhist teachings and, and a whole bunch of different things?
1: Funnily, she is not very spiritually minded at all and she is not, she is probably someone who's more in her head and she would she would nod along if she heard me saying that um, than in her body. So I think she was kind of going to yoga for the more physical side of things. But, um, yeah, it just kind of opened a door Within me. And now that I look at my extended family, like I've got an auntie who's very spiritual, and one of my cousins is very spiritual. And we sort of, there's, there's, we're us, like, you know, spiritual people are dotted throughout the family, but probably not directly in my, like, it
0: didn't really come from my parents. I think that's a really beautiful reminder that we can have all of these different tools and modalities and, and ways of healing and reflecting, you know, internally and all these things. But it's really what we want to get out of it is what we will receive. So just because, you know, two people go to yoga, it doesn't mean that they're going to get the same experience out of it or the same lessons or the same inner knowings. So, yeah. yeah, it's really about showing up in what kind of energy you want and setting your own intention out of all of this stuff that we do.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. And like following that path and following your own interests to, yeah, because I think I was even talking to someone about, I'm reading The Untethered Soul again, and I was talking to someone about it the other day and like she was saying what she got out of it. And I was like, it's so different from what I got out of it, but both of those things are in the book, but obviously very different things have latched on for us because that's what That's why we were called to that book, to learn different things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I would love to uh, delve more into your matrescence journey. So you've got two little boys, first become a mama in 2019. Mm -hmm. So what's your matrescence journey been like, this journey of um, growth, awareness, unpacking, messiness? What's that look like for you? Yeah, all of those
1: things. Um, (laughs) It's been, for the most part, like, really, really beautiful and really special. I have always been very maternal. I've always been baby obsessed and I was so ready when we had Lockie as well. Like we got married and six months later we went on honeymoon, we conceived him at the end of our honeymoon and it just like that that whole process felt very easeful. So I'm very lucky that I had that nice entrance into it. The birth was also um, a really incredible, like, you know, the best day of my life. and. really beautiful incredible experience that like you know unlocked this new found power in me um and then the first three days he was in NICU just monitoring different things different like you know tiny things that would pop up like he had meconium in my waters and so that three days was very emotional and I just remember like crying but just really letting myself cry and like just feel that tenderness of that mama heart and I think it gives you like this new power but it gives you this new tenderness and rawness and um like the the love I mean every mama will relate to that I think that feeling of like that expansive love and just seeing these little beings grow and seeing how much they teach me and this the like the space that What's what, I think what they ask of you is so, so much that it's been such a fertile ground for my own growth because I'm like, I can't, you can't half ask this. I can't kind of show up. I can't opt out of this at any point. Like I have to be there. So I have to sit through the uncomfortable moments when I feel like I don't have any patience left and I have to find something and find new ways of caring for myself as well. When you know it might have been a bath or a yoga class or a massage pre-babies, and I'm like, well, I got to, I got to be able to come back to that like grounded, regulated state in much shorter moments because my kids are small and I want to be with them, and I don't want to be apart from, and I, I just don't have the um, option to go do those kind of things all the time. So, um, yeah, it's it's taught me a lot, and then of course on the other side, like it's been the most challenging thing I've ever done. I think the sleep deprivation, like nothing prepares you for that and the depths that that can take you to and how much lack of sleep can affect you so that's been that's probably the hardest part I think of motherhood but overall like I I really adore it and I feel so so lucky to be their mama.
0: Yeah I don't think it matters how much anyone tries to tell you or, or help you prepare for the life that is sleep deprivation as a new mama it's just School of hard knocks. You gotta, you gotta go through it a bit, don't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. And we were kind of okay with Lockie and then Teddy is very wakeful, and um, sometimes Trav's away for work, and that's just like it. It can be pretty brutal. And I've learned like you gotta ask for help. You like don't be a hero. Don't try and be superwoman. You gotta ask for help. You gotta accept help. And I've got to focus on looking after myself first so that I can be the mum that I want to be and I can help them to feel regulated and calm as well.
0: Yeah, which totally flips the switch on everything that we're kind of subconsciously, the, the subconscious narrative that we're fed in that we have to be martyrs, we have to do it all, We, our worth is in being the mother, we can't accept help, we, you know, we have to be this strong person that holds the family together, the glue that holds the family together. Was that a hard shift for you in being able to receive the support that you needed to help you get through this time?
1: Yeah, I think I mean it's something that I'm always reminding myself like you can you can ask for help and you can accept support. And because pre-babies I was always very independent. I just sorted my own stuff out. I could I could do things. I could look after other people and that was all easy and then yeah, baby comes along and you're like, "I Yeah, I I have to be whole and I have to be feeling good in myself to be able to be a good mother but I can't do that for me I have to start leaning on support and I have to start asking for it so yeah it's a, it's a continuous thing I think for me learning to ask for and accept help
0: yeah and I think even just one other thing that I picked up in that is that I have to feel good again that's really like switching the narrative of mums are just tired and worn out and mum bunny and like daggy clothes and we just feel shit at home all the time because we're so exhausted. Like, yeah, we get to those points. But to continuously live that way, I mean, that's not any way that a mother should be living.
1: No, no, definitely not. And I think there's so much to be said for like I, something that I think about is what do I want my kids to Talk about when they talk about what it was like having me as a mom, how do they want to describe me? And I don't want them to say like she was frazzled, she was burnout, out, she was exhausted, she was barely present, because I was so tired. I want them to say like, she was present, she was loving, she was joyful. She was like doing things that were important to her and she was our mum and that helps me keep on track with like okay you can't just sacrifice everything for them it's okay even things like when my husband's away giving myself that permission like just you know let him have an extra half an hour of tv even though I would love for them to have zero screen time as I'm sure every parent would but in this world it's really tricky to do that um and give myself that permission to like go and lie on the bed and do a meditation because that's what I need or to have a shower and get dressed without juggling a toddler at the same time. It's it's just yeah going you learn a whole new level of going easy on yourself because I think being hard on yourself at this phase it just it, it will not work it will lead to like burnout so quick.
0: Yeah. So seeing like that half an hour of like, I need this to be able to show up presently for the next three or four hours through bed, bath, dinner, routine, the madness (laughs) of that routine. Yeah. So you were kind of already quite spiritual before you went into motherhood. Had you heard about matrescence? Did you know about the huge transitions that could happen or had you not really heard about it before you were kind of already in it?
1: I hadn't heard of it I definitely hadn't had heard of that word before I had kids and yeah I don't think I I don't think anyone can realize how much it changes you and how much it like even going through the pregnancy and the birth but then yeah becoming a mother and somebody's mother how much like it changes changed um my the marriage dynamic it changed my relationship with my friends with my family it just changes everything and I wasn't expecting it but I think by that point I was fairly good at like noticing okay yeah this is really shifting my priorities are really different my boundaries like that doesn't feel good to say yes to that anymore so I'm going to have to and just getting really clear on like I need to keep myself really safe as I navigate this new chapter um and really supported and really like not not falling into any people pleasing or like pushing myself, just being really gentle with myself. And I think that helped me kind of navigate those early days. And I definitely had those moments where I was like I'm nailing it and those days where I was like I am the world's worst mother, like I can't do this.
0: And with all of those kind of changes and transitions that happened, did you find that you had a lot of things or people or beliefs that you had to release? through that period or did you find that as you kind of changed friendships and um, the way that you did business and those sorts of things were able to shift and transition with you or did you find that you had to yeah release a lot of of people and things from your life?
1: Probably not so many people I've gone through probably I'd done some of that pre-pregnancy and I was very lucky with my first pregnancy two of my best friends were also pregnant with little boys and we all had a little boys within five weeks which was like so ideal and so special to have that built-in like these, you know, my two girlfriends that I just love and adore, but now we're in this season together and we could text in the middle of the night when it's like, oh, I'm up feeding and I'm not getting any sleep and, um, you know, to for them to fully be able to see, for us to all see each other and be like, I get it. I'm not just like, oh, that's actually really tired. I'm like, I get it. I see it. So that was, that was really, um, really special. But I think it was probably more it was for me releasing like hard work, releasing having to do everything myself um, and then releasing trying to like trying to be better almost and instead like softening back into like it's okay just to be you in this moment and it's okay to just because you see other people out and about with a newborn, it's okay that you don't want to do that and it's okay that you just like need to tell people that had planned to come over that they can't come over today because you need a rest and so yeah letting go of people pleasing and trying to keep everyone
0: happy as well was a big part of it mm, yes what a big and powerful one to release <laughs> yeah <laughs> one that I think so many people yeah try and strive for or work towards but it is it's very challenging yeah uh in, yeah in reality to do that oh, yeah. I want to just touch on something that you mentioned um a bit earlier in our chat and that was small moments of regulation. So we can't, you know, sometimes we can't, or often we can't go out and do an hour-long yoga class or, you know, have the, the hour-long bath to come back, get recharged, get grounded. So what do some of those tools look like for you for those small moments to help you get regulated and grounded again?
1: Yeah um, so I find getting myself dressed and ready in the morning is a big thing like if I'm in my pajamas past whatever 9 10 a.m I just start to feel really icky and then I'm like it feels like really hard to get out of the house and that kind of thing so getting dressed it, as like you know pre babies I would never call getting dressed a form of self-care but now I'm like that is literally part of my self-care and it just makes me feel good to like all right I'm, I'm wearing clothes today and Um, little things I love doing a hand on the heart hand on the belly a couple of deep breaths I'll usually do that if I've got the boys in the car then I hop in and I'll have that moment same as when we arrive somewhere I try and have a couple of deep breaths same as after the baby falls asleep when I put him down for a nap I can like take that mini moment um every time I go to the bathroom and I wash my hands I intentionally wash any stress or like um dysregulated energy down the drain so I'm kind of having that moment of like okay a little reset a little deep breath like feel you know get back into my body I do the same thing in the shower I do kind of an energy cleanse even though I've usually got like kids you know, scrambling around in there with me. I still can be present just for a moment. And now that Lockie's three, I've started doing a meditation with him most days. So it's just like a kid's meditation. It's not very long. He's usually climbing all over the place. He's not usually like, you know, sitting cross-legged, being very zen, but um I want him to see that and I want him to have that practice as part of his life so you know in whatever way feels good for him but it's nice to you know I sit down and I go we're going to do our meditation now you can sit on the bed with mummy or you can lie on the bed or do whatever you want but like this is this is what we're going to do um so I feel like as they get older I'll be able to build in more and more things but then also I just love being outside so I'm always happier when we're outdoors. So that's usually like we're either backyard or at a park or something. Cause I find that that grounds me a lot as well.
0: Mm, I love that. So really, yeah, with Lucky, just creating this is like, this is just normal. This is just what we do. This is how we regulate ourselves. And that's just going to be so inbuilt into him to be able to grow up with those tools. How amazing. And also just So simple, just bringing that intention to everyday activities that we do, washing our hands. I mean, how many times do we go to the toilet or Mm. we're in the, like our hands are always in water washing (laughs) our hands, just bringing a little bit of intention to that or getting dressed, bringing intention to that. So, Mm. so powerful. Thank you for sharing those. So I would love to um, talk to you about the way that your business shifted and changed and transitioned as you became a mother, because- you said that you were kind of working a lot doing doing all the things and built this really really successful coaching business prior to kids kids and then to be able to carry that on it just didn't work with that lifestyle anymore so what were some of those big major changes that you had to take when you stepped into motherhood
1: yeah yeah so i was mostly one on one based work pre pre babies and loved doing one on one and then came to when I was ready to go back to work after having moki and I was like, I just like, you know, the hardest thing in the first year of their life I feel like is having to be somewhere at a at time. And cause I, I was like, I need to remove this from my life as much as possible because it becomes really stressful trying to get to appointments, trying to be somewhere um, because, you know, they are so unpredictable and I don't want to be, you know, rushing and like taking baby somewhere when they're tired or waking up from naps or whatever it is. So, Um, I sort of I actually came to me in a meditation and I share these type of meditations on my podcast and in my mastermind where I sat down with my future self and she showed me that my new business model and she like I, I we were sitting in my future house at the on the couch and she had a big piece of paper on the coffee table and she was like this is how it will work for you. You can do this mastermind you still get to support these women one on one you still but they're in a container that is not only beautifully flexible that allows you to show up, it is also beautifully flexible for them because they're in this this season as well and they need that flexibility. So I've shifted into that more mastermind-based model and I'm currently sort of looking at some courses and other things that I'll be offering but it just means that I can really show up for them I can give them a lot of information through like pre-recorded content I can also support them really deeply and beautifully in voice messaging coaching and then we have a monthly call where we do all get together and all kind of come into that energy together which is really special to you so it feels it's such an expansive um container and such a special container and I just adore the women in there and I adore working with them
0: in there so you're primarily supporting mummers now so your mastermind is for mummers yeah um, so kind of bringing yeah bringing that cohort of women together we are all in this together trying to be a mom and build a business <laughs> yeah. and I have been in your mastermind and can definitely attest to the fact that it is such a beautiful and special container to be in and your support is just so so wonderful were you supporting just mums before you become a mum as well, or was that another shift that happened for you?
1: Yeah, that was another shift. So I was supporting mothers. Um, some of my clients were mums pre pre baby, but. No, I wasn't, and I came into came into like after having a baby, and I was like, I feel like the way mums do business, it has to be different. We can't hustle. We don't. We can't just find time when we don't have it. Like you, you're with your kids, and it doesn't work like that. So, it was um, me feeling like I can I can do this in this stage, and I really want to show other women that that this is possible after they've had their babies too, and also that I can see them. As a mother, and I can see them as a person too, and try and remind, like, help them feel connected to them outside of motherhood and create something that feels really, really nourishing for them in their business.
0: Do you have a lot of mums in the startup phase coming to you? Because I know one of the big shifts that can happen with matrescence is we often start to feel like my career or my business or, you know, what I was striving for before just doesn't quite fit the same anymore. It doesn't feel right anymore. So do you find a lot of mums kind of get through this and they're like, actually, I really want to take this this hobby and turn it into a business or this, you know, side hustle and turn it into my full-time income. Do you find a lot of your clients in that position?
1: Yeah, exactly that. So a lot of my clients will come to me having pre-babies either had a bit of an idea that they were waiting for a moment to flesh out or they had a side hustle that they're like, now I want to make this my career because... I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to put my little baby into daycare for several days a week and go and work in an office and then have, you know, a couple of hundred dollars left over at the end of it. Like I want to do something that feels really meaningful, that allows me to feel connected to me and be more present with my family. So yeah, they're often coming in that stage. And I love, love that stage because one of my favorite things is kind of helping them see the big vision, helping them see what's possible and then also going into the practical of like, well, what do the offerings need to look like? What does your business model need to look like so that it's going to work for your family and the time that you have and the way that you love working?
0: Yeah, and I love that because there's not going to be any two mums that need the same sort of support or same sort of business model to fit in with their lifestyle mm. it's there is no cookie cutter to you're a mum and you're running a business here's how it needs to look mm. and i love the work that you do because you give that sort of base understanding that base um yeah that baseline into this is typically what it can look like and and the main things that you need to think about but then having that real flexibility within that to say well how is it actually going to work with your family and the lifestyle that you want to create
1: yeah i think it's so it's so exciting for me to like get to know my clients really well and to be able to work with them to create that business structure that is just something they're obsessed with and that might not be something that they've ever seen anywhere else that doesn't exist anywhere else but it's like it's so them and so potent for them
0: and it can be really scary going all in on building a business on thinking well I don't want to go back to my career so I'm just going to give this a shot What are some of the main big blocks that you find that people that are maybe considering working with you or that have kind of signed up and they're feeling a bit nervous about this, you know, all-in-biz idea, what are some of those blocks and that resistance that you most commonly witness?
1: Yeah, yep. So a big, like, working through limiting beliefs and things is such an important part of it. It's literally the first three modules of my mastermind training is dedicated to, like, letting go of what the limiting beliefs are the biggest one I think is that work has to be hard and that we have to work hard in order to be successful that success involves sacrifice so letting go of that and like embodying a new belief that business can be fun and light and energizing and easeful and it doesn't have to drain you it doesn't have to be exhausting you don't have to be a ceo or a boss baby if you don't resonate with those things you can actually be you and have have the business be like there's there's no there's nothing that you have to pretend to be other than yourself um And then there's also that like, you can't make money doing what you love because you do it for free. And then the idea that motherhood can't be abundant as well, because it's meant to be this like hard slog.
0: Do you find that you've sunk more into abundance and receivable since becoming a mother?
1: Yeah, I definitely have. And I think it's really kind of tuning into what does abundance feel like in my body. And when I've got that embodiment of abundance how does that version of me act how does that version of me show up in the world not just in my business as a mother with my husband when I'm walking down the street what is this abundant version of me and what I've realized is that it's this very soft very open there's no hustle energy in my most abundant me there's no like of this like driving forcing pushing it's this very soft open-hearted feeling in my body and then from there there's this beautiful feeling of trust and knowing and then um, connection to like all of the things that are coming through and allowing that kind of thing to flow in my work and then knowing that it's all magnetic when I'm in that energy so and sort of taking action from that place instead of taking action from a place of like oh crap I need to make more money or I need more clients or I have to do something in my business it's like i got to be in that beautiful abundance space first. And it's incredible how easeful business can be when you can be in that abundant state in your body
0: instead of in that grabby I must make money from this this like this is my one shot I've only got one chance at this
1: yeah
0: that desperation yeah
1: yeah exactly and so up in your head and like oh I have to do it like this because that's how that person's doing it or because I did a course and they said I have to do it like this it's really that that trust of like this this can feel good for me I can create from this aligned place and this is what I'm meant to be doing in the world is just being me and sharing that and that will create the abundance that I'm looking for.
0: So that can be a really hard shift to make going from, okay, this is my one shot, particularly if, you're trying to create an income like I literally need money to live or Mm. my partner's putting the pressure on to say if I haven't turned you know a profit in six months then that's it so if there's these kind of pressures that we've got external externally to us or perhaps we've just grown up thinking that you know work does have to be hard and I'm I have to make this happen this one shot and we're really tough on ourselves how can we kind of make that shift into Actually, this gets to be fun and easeful, and I know that's a huge question and there's lots and lots of things, but just a quick wrap-up, a quick round-up of <laughs> up yeah, some yeah. advice around that.
1: <laughs> um, well, I have a full podcast episode that's um, all about, like, shifting limiting beliefs, which would be a kind of an expanded version of what I'll share now, but that it's basically understanding because... Well, like everyone will have opinions and we'll we'll perceive pressure in all different ways. But what we really need to understand is what is my belief that has come as a result of that external pressure? And then how is that belief affecting me? So once we can identify a limiting belief, I like to kind of sit with it for a moment, let the emotions that accompany that belief move through the physical body you can move your body you can shake it out you can just sit with it and soften around it and let that shift and then come to what do I want my new belief to be and that's can also be a little bit of a process getting really getting that wording right so the resonance is 100% there with that new belief getting that new belief then feeling okay what is this version of me that has that as the belief how do they feel and then how do they act how can I take action from this place nobody does any work in this world any meaningful work without feeling the fear without having some kind of limiting beliefs there and so it rather than kind of focusing on that limiting belief and being like oh no how do I how do I get rid of it or where does it come from it can just be really nice to be like okay I see it I I see it there, I know this this is my inner critic, this is my ego trying to keep me safe, trying to keep me in the space of like doing what I've always done because it expends the least energy and I'm going to choose a new belief and I'm going to really ground into that belief and that then when these fears and things come up and the external pressure even comes up, it's like, okay, that's just my reminder to come back to this new belief, it's this reminder to come back to this expansive place that I know all of this is possible rather than I'm not I'm not going to go spiralling and dancing and fighting with that fear.
0: Mm, and I am worthy of this new belief being yeah. being my reality. Yeah. 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 And
1: I think in business as well, like the beliefs and the mindset stuff happens so much along the practicality and actually doing the things and taking action. So, you know, you're feeling really scared about launching. You will never feel like, oh, yes, launching is going to be amazing, it's going to be the easiest thing ever until you do it. And you give yourself that evidence that, oh, yeah, this is working. Look, when I shifted my energy, the client started flowing in. It's something that has to, they kind of go hand in hand. And I think sometimes we can fall into the trap of like, I need to get rid of all the fear and all the self-doubt before I can act. But it will start to drop away as you take action as well.
0: Yeah. So it's, it's sometimes like the anticipation of the thing is worse than doing the actual thing oh 100 often the case yes, <laughs> yes. Okay. so just taking that next step to say okay well I'm going to give this a shot I'm going to attempt this and I'm going to learn from it and I'm yeah. going to grow and build and expand from this even though I feel scared as shit to do it yeah,
1: yeah and when I'm doing it and I feel scared of shit I'm going to come I'm going to do something that makes me feel safe again I'm going to come back and I'm going to like put myself back into a space where I'm like, no, no, I can feel comfortable not by not taking action, but by doing a meditation or by getting out in nature or doing something that's grounding to be like, okay, yeah, look, i'm I'm doing this thing that I was really scared of, but look how safe I'm feeling as I'm doing it.
0: And I think that's one of the really, really powerful things about having a coach that's kind of hard to articulate unless you've worked with a coach before and you know how that relationship works. but, getting to that place where it's like, I feel really scared to do this. You know, what, what the hell am I doing? I'm done. I'm backing out. Yeah. Having a coach in your corner just to be like, girlfriend, you have got this. Like we yeah. are all holding you here. We've got you. You are safe. You're doing it. Yeah. Um, so having that support and we and we often talk about support in motherhood, but if, you know, someone's considering being in business or are in business and, and aren't working with a coach, then allowing the receival of that support from a coach can just really help go through that process in a much more joyful and easeful way in itself
1: oh my god yes it's so like I have a coach of course because sometimes it's really hard to see things see your own stuff from in the middle of it my my um human design life theme is that I'm able to like upgrade and improve things from an outsider's point of view and which I'm like well that's why I love coaching but it's also why I need a coach because I don't have the outsider's point of view on my own business. So it's incredibly powerful to have somebody there who can sort of go, you know what, like, yeah, let's push this timeline out because you are burnt out and you aren't getting any sleep at the moment and there's no pressure. But that person who will also say to you like, nah, we're just treading water. We're just faffing. This is your stuff. Let's actually do this. Let's press play on this because there's, there's not a good, you know, it's, this is mindset stuff, this is not real life that's stopping you from stepping into this next stage
0: yes yes and that's such a powerful distinction to make like are you actually in a place of burnout and you need to rest or are you stalling because because <laughs> you're scared <laughs>
1: yeah yeah exactly and it's one of my favorite things to kind of identify with my clients and be like no no I'll like I'll give you the nudge when you need the nudge and I'll give you the permission when you need the permission as well
0: yeah and you do it so beautifully oh, thank you. <laughs> uh, if you have a mum that you were chatting to and she was kind of telling you about this idea that she had and she was so lit up up by it. And, you know, she was so excited by the thought of all of the things that she could do with a business. But then when you kind of mentioned, well, why don't you start a business? She just completely backs out and thinks, no, not for me. I can't do that. I'm not made for a business life. I don't want to be an entrepreneur. What sort of advice have you got or or questions that you could share with us to ponder to, to think, actually, maybe this could be something that is worth exploring and delving into?
1: Yeah well I think it's literally just that it's like start exploring it and trust that your intuition has brought you to this place of wanting to explore it because you're meant to and we, you will never be given the full picture. I always think about our intuition likes to give us stepping stones. It's never going to be like, yes, look, here's the 10-year plan. This is how everything's going to look. You'll be able to see. It's just very straightforward, like step, 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 and there you go. You're exactly where you want to be.
0: Here it is written out in a very perfect life <laughs> manual for you. Yes, yeah, <laughs> Along with the go. motherhood manual that yeah. we have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. All, <laughs> those, all those helpful things that are outlined for us. But it's like you, you never know what the what that path holds for you but you've got to take the next step and our mind will tell us like oh my god this is really big this is really scary what am I doing like and uh, is this ever going to be successful what if this takes up all my time and it's like okay but you're like a hundred steps ahead now why don't we take the next step which might be listening to a podcast or starting a social media channel or starting to build a website or signing up to work with a coach that you just feel drawn to even though you don't feel ready Um, but you're like no I think that person might be able to help me formulate this into a business so it's it's trusting those little nudges and I think sometimes the things that are so true for us like we dismiss because they're so obvious it's like well everyone would love to have a business that's really successful and that's not the case. Not everybody feels like that. There's a reason that you feel like that. And there's a reason that you're, you've are you been given this idea or this passion or this interest. And you can follow that. So it's really checking in with yourself. Like, what do I feel called to do? What feels like the most joyful, easeful, exciting next step to me? And I'll take that and I'll trust that the next thing comes along. And To see the path that that takes my clients on is so exciting and when they kind of circle back to me like six or 12 months after we start working and they're like, I never would have seen this. I never saw this for myself. I didn't expect my business to take this trajectory. I thought that when I did this, I thought it was like my business was not going to work if I did that but look what happened after I took that step, after I followed what felt good to me and it like it works. It's, but, and that's how you create that aligned business. I think if you don't want to go into hustling, if you don't want to go into burnout, you've got to trust those intuitive nudges and call people in for support when you feel that, that nudge to do so.
0: Yes. And I love that you touched on, uh, trusting in your own gifts, your own medicine, your own magic. And recognizing it as that, as, as medicine and as magic, because I think, and I've definitely fallen into this trap and I still do quite often in thinking, well, you know, everyone can do what I can do. Everyone thinks the way that I think everyone's capable of doing what I'm doing until you talk to other people. And they're like, no, that like, we don't, we don't find that that's as easy as you or, mm. you know, whatever it is. So it's not just because you find something easy, it doesn't mean that it's not valuable.
1: Oh, my God, yeah, and, like, follow those things that come really easy and really naturally to you. What an exciting gift to be given to, like, be a natural at something. And, of course, like, it's no wonder that we have a hard time trusting that. It's stamped out of us, you know, when we go through the school system a lot of the time in the workplace, we're trying to, like, lift up where we're, where we're not, where we're kind of inadequate or where we're not reaching the bar instead of somebody going, like, you are so good at this, follow this. Do that thing that lights you up and you have that opportunity when you're thinking about starting a business to kind of come back to that like, oh, I can do the things that feel really good for me.
0: Yes, yes, and get yourself a wonderful hype girl, a wonderful yeah. business coach. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah! <laughs> and so, if people are in the market for a business coach, Amelia, how would they find you and connect with you? Can tell us a little bit about your mastermind and how else people can work with you?
1: Sure. Um, at the moment, well, I, it may not be at the moment when this goes live, but um, I've got a program called Abundance Embodied, which is a really nice kind of introduction to my way of working. And like I was speaking about before, that that kind of feeling of abundance in your body and letting go of blocks and that kind of thing we do all of that in that program so that's not just for business owners that's for anyone who's kind of yeah interested in playing with like letting go of money blocks and opening up a flow of abundance and then I've got my mastermind which is just full of the most beautiful women and you can come in wherever you're at in your business journey. A lot of people come to me with kind of an idea or, a, you know, an existing business that needs tweaking to feel more aligned and you can work with me one-on-one within that. That's, um, and then there's also lots of trainings to help you grow the business. It's really motherhood friendly. It's really designed to allow you to be present with your kids and do that when you're ready and I'll help you create a business structure and offerings that feel really amazing and, you know, align content strategy, align marketing strategy, align launch strategy. So all of that feels feels really good. So my website is ameliaanderson.net and I'm amelia.anderson.coach on Instagram if people want to come and find me there. Oh, I've also got my podcast, Abundant Mama's Podcast, if you haven't got sick of listening to me by now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there is a lot of gold on that podcast if you haven't discovered it yet. So I would definitely recommend getting that into your ears as well. Amelia, thank you so much for having this chat with me today. I have really loved having you share all of your insights and your journey
1: oh thank you for having me beautiful it's such a pleasure